two, three, four, two friends get together so that we can try things. You're invited to this podcast so that you can try things. Now we'll stop singing so that we can run out to try this. Hey guys, welcome to another jam-packed episode of Now Try This. This is your boy Nick. And I'm Marcus. And we are here to try a couple things. Now if you are new to this podcast and you don't know how it works, here's how it goes. Yo, each week we give each other something to try. And then we see whether we liked it a lot or little or not. Yeah. Then at the end we say if we would recommend. And then we try... Something, and we do it all again. That's Now Try This. Yeah. That's Now Try This. Woohoo! <laughs> That's Now Try This. Okay, guys. Well, last week was Rise. Uh, Marcus had feelings on it. I liked it a lot. He kind of liked it. You should go check out that episode. And if you like this one and want to re- support more, please rate and review us on iTunes. Rate and review. Now, how that works is you go to iTunes. You go to the search. Oh, shit. You put in now, try this. Okay, yeah. You find the it. podcast. Oh, wow. You, you hit subscribe. Easy. <laughs> then you go down to rate and review. Then you leave just five stars. We're only <laughs> asking for five. It's not a lot. Just five. Of all the stars in this night sky, we're all just we're asking, asking for five. For it's not five. a lot. And then leave us a review. You can even give us a suggestion of something to try in that review like we've done in the past. How many podcasts out there let you influence what episodes they make? I'm pretty sure most and of them. Hold on, though. Okay. <laughs> there's more. Because there's more. Oh, sorry, sorry. Because we don't have a lot of recommendations. So sure, if sure. you give it to, if anybody gives us a recommendation, we're almost guaranteed to do it. Unless it's something we've both seen and love a lot. Yeah, don't recommend Game of Thrones. <laughs> I don't know, I'd fuck about Game of Thrones, that's fine uh, So, this week, we are, well, here, how about There's also other ways to get at us You can tweet at us at the Now Try, at now try This Cast Follow us on Instagram at Now Try This Cast uh, If you tweet at us, we will most likely also read that on the Pod. podcast Cast. Like Three Blind Mice said, at Now Try This Cast Loved your JTV episode. That's Jane the Virgin. I was laughing so hard at you both. And always hashtag Team Raphael. Would love to hear you talk about the last episode of season four. Now, Marcus, you haven't seen the new season. No, I haven't. But once you do, maybe we we'll talk, talk about, about it. Because it. it was fucking... This fucking... This, season four? Fuck. This last episode of this last season is, was... Is season four I the got, one that's on now? Uh, it just went on to Netflix. Ooh! It went on like that. It's so crazy. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I will be watching that. Anyway, tweet at us, guys. Leave us a review. We want to interact. We want to hear from you guys. That way, it's not just me playing a ukulele down here with my friend Marcus. It's like a community and things. Yeah. Yeah, good job. Marcus, what did we do? What are we doing this week? This week, I gave you Grave of the Fireflies. Ooh, play the trailer. Ghibli film. No, you can cut it. You edit it. Just in, edit the, it in, the, in a world where one Studio Ghibli makes happy-go-lucky fantasy movies. I don't. I think one movie want... sets it apart from the rest. No, I think you're missing the point. No, Setsuko, no. What I was trying. I love you. I wanted you to splice in the. Set in the backdrop of World War II Japan. Yeah. Saita and his sister Setsuka try to survive the harsh world. I'll be here when you finish. Saita, I love juicy drops. Setsuka, I'll do whatever I can to catch you those juicy drops. Saita, I'm hungry. Setsuka, no. 
Jackson did the American version yep. of it. Yep. Okay. Well, here's the thing that's super interesting. This podcast is going to be super special because I have no idea what you're talking about. Because somebody used their substitution jutsu at the end of the last podcast. Can you re-explain what that is? Now, this means once a year we both get a pass. And we both get a substitution. Passes exactly what it sounds like. The other one has to give a new challenge. I've used it. Marcus has not. And his is about to lap. Laps. <laughs> Laps. That's a weird word to say. Laps. 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 Substitution is Laps. when we substitute ourselves, a.k.a. Naruto, the anime style, and change ourselves out. <laughs> change ourselves out for another person. Now, Marcus doesn't know who's about to join him in the podcast. Oh, no. And let me tell you, before this person comes down, he was a solid second choice, and I am very excited to have him on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) The first one was busy. Solid second choice. First choice was busy. Second choice, ooh, are you ready for this guy? I'm ready. Ooh, my God. Solid second choice. Well, this is the part where Marcus is going (laughs) to... This is the part where Marcus is going to edit out me walking away. And who are you getting the other person? What up? Oh my god, it is T. It's me. Introduce yourself. Wait, first, get settled. Get settled. Enjoy. Get comfy. Get close to the mic. You here? We have, it's pretty intimate, so you gotta get a little closer. Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah? I, uh, I am Tazam. Okay, yeah, tell the people who we are. What Try do you do? I never checked. Bye. Is it recording? <laughs> I'm gonna hold on to this. Okay, so T, I appreciate you coming down here to do the podcast. This is our first one time doing this. Yeah, the substitution I thing. I assumed that the first time that I was gonna do this would be something that I was passionate about, um, but it's not. <laughs> so have you have you watched this movie beforehand? No, I uh, Nick asked me to do this like yesterday. <laughs> He was like, I'm going to substitute in. Can you watch this movie? I didn't look anything up. I just, like, found where I could watch it, and I I did take notes. Oh, you did? Great. I That's did good. Because, uh, yeah. Cool. Rave of the Fireflies. Yeah, no. So, I'll tell you. So, what we, normally what we do is I tell you why I chose it. I chose uh, to give Nick this movie originally. <laughs> uh, because it's it's one of my favorite um, animated movies. Oh. Of all time, I think. Um, it's incredibly depressing. Um, yeah, um, I was hoping that this wasn't one of your favorite movies because I'm going to shit all <laughs> That's completely fine. Great. I totally understand that. Because I think that I just, I really enjoyed um, seeing the perspective of war from a different viewpoint. Like, normally, since we're Americans, we just see war movies from the perspective of, like, we're America! Yeah, it was hard fighting the war, but we came out on top in the end! We lost a couple of friends along the way, but, like, who gives a shit? Whatever. Yeah, I will give you that. Uh, it was it was interesting seeing it from a different perspective. It was... I'm not usually a fan of Japanese animation, but I did enjoy the animation of it. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, it starts with... This is September 21st, 1945. That was the night I died. I was like, oh shit, this is going to be depressing as well. <laughs> Which it did not let me get out. No, it is... Uh, so, if anybody at home has not watched Grave of the Fireflies, it's an incredibly depressing movie. It's about um, brother and sister who uh, are living in Japan 
uh, Japan during World War II. And so it's like towards the end of World War II. It's the last three months of the war. Yeah. Um, so Hiroshima and Nagasaki and all that stuff. Um, yeah, this is not the feel-good movie of the year. No, this is not the feel-good movie of the year. Um, and it's also, one interesting thing is that it's made by Studio Ghibli, which is typically known for like uh, fantastical movies and like uh, Spirited Away, uh, My Neighbor Totoro, Princess Mononoke, and like uh, movies like that. Um, How's Movie Castle. Um, so this was actually one of their first movies that they made um, as Studio Ghibli. Um, the first one was like, I think Castle in the Sky or something. And then it was this and then My Neighbor Totoro. Um, which I thought was super interesting because it's so different than what they normally do. And they never went really went back to this kind of thing either well, afterwards. Why? I mean, like, I, I don't know. I don't have any reference for any of those movies. But I, I know Totoro, but I've never watched it. Mm -hmm. um, but, like, this is, like, a specific genre. Like, if, you, if it's a specific audience. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, for and sure. If, that, if they didn't build that audience with this movie, then... <laughs> I, I, I didn't see it happening yeah um so what happens after that okay so for me it felt like it just like started in the middle like okay it just uh because like he it was just the day he died yeah um but then it goes back and it shows like um how it led up to that and it was talking it showed like his him and his mom and his sister and then they, there was an air raid at the very beginning of the movie and what I, what i was confused about was that First, I didn't really understand how old he was. I know he was an older brother, but I didn't, yeah. I, I didn't really get his age group, age range. I'm, yeah. I'm thinking like 13, 14. Yeah, maybe. that's exactly right. Um, so, like, he had a little bit more responsibility um, as far as, like, taking care of his sister. But, like, as soon as the air raid happened, his mom was kind of nonchalant about it. She's like, oh, I'm going to go to the shelter. Just don't dally, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, like, he was, like digging a hole and burying supplies and the sister was like playing in the yard and he's like oh we gotta go so the mom left and it was like a second like she might have yeah. left like three minutes before they yeah, did yeah. and they got caught in the air raid yeah and i was just like thinking why is his mother <laughs> just like leaving her kids be like oh well you, you know you'll get there when you want like, it'll be fine like i, I think it's well, I think that the reason they did it that way was be to show how normalized the air raids have become. Because it's when, that's America's style. America's style has always been drop bombs on the enemy until they give up and until you're tired. Like yeah. it doesn't work anymore, really. Um, but that's what they were doing in Japan before they dropped the, the big bombs. Um, and so they were raiding constantly air raids just dropping bombs on different parts of japan to to make them surrender eventually yeah. in hindsight i get it i get the normalization of the war but in when i was watching i was like she's just like fuck those kids <laughs> like, all right whatever i know it's 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 sad like because it's, it's sad that you're like okay there's shelters this is just the daily bombings i go to the shelter i'll meet you there whatever you know yeah. it should be like no let's run all together we're scared this is a scary thing um, i will say though that sasuke was probably my favorite character the sister yeah because she was just like so cute until she started whining like the whining got <laughs> a little annoying as the movie went on okay like, initially her with like the little purse and she had like her little marbles and i was like oh she's so adorable yeah and then like she i mean she's a, a child yeah so like she doesn't know anything and she'll like she's annoyed or she's scared or whatever and so she starts to whine and like when she was missing her mom i get it but at the same time i'm like shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> it's 
so this little kid who, uh, for those of you at home, uh, it's, he's talking about the, the little sister, um, who is maybe five, not even. Yeah. Um, and she's starving and complaining about well, not having food. at the beginning of the movie. I mean, they were, they were living, not comfortably, but like, they were like, they had their rations and then they had their, they had their, yeah. their, their stores that he, like, he was bearing food. Yeah. Like, yeah. They had some supplies. At the beginning of the movie, so like she, her whining at the beginning of the movie was just like, "All right." Do you like kids? And I like some kids. <laughs> I like my god kids, <laughs> and I like my nieces and nephews. Yeah, as much as you like or dislike kids, they complain a fuck ton. I don't know why. That's why I don't have kids. Yeah, exactly. That's fair. I like other people's kids for short periods of time. I think that's the best situation you can really have yourself in. Be like, I have a nephew, and you're like, okay, I'm going to go visit my nephew for a bit, get some child time, and get some, like, light parenting, and then go away. Okay. <laughs> Fill them with sugar and give them back to the parents. Exactly. So, what, what's uh, what's next? Next was the actual air raid where they, they, they got bombed, and mm-hmm. the, the village was destroyed. And, like, they couldn't find their mom, and that part was just, like, just the, por- the portion of the movie where, like, he was just with her with his sister and trying to explain to her like you know mom will be okay she's she'll go here to look for look look for us like she we this is the procedure like we'll just meet up with everyone there um and then when he finally found where she was at and the state that she was in yeah he finds her in the um like was a school that was turned into a hospital or something Um, and he goes down and she's wrapped up in bandages and all bloody, like, burned to a crisp. Yeah. The movie was actually also really graphic. I mean, not, like, extremely graphic, but, like, she was fucked up. Yes. And, they like, did not they, hold back when they showed the mom. bodies everywhere. Yeah. 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 Um, which is so... I, I think it's good that it showed that because it's just... With yeah. war, like, you, they could have easily hid that and just told the story of the, the two people. Yeah. But I feel like when... When you are attacked on your home, ter- you know, on the home turf, uh, it's it's so different because you just see all your friends and family's bodies just piling up, and it's it's interesting because it's sort of like they don't put a face to the enemy of the movie, yeah. right? This isn't an this isn't like an anti America movie at all, you know. They don't even say America. They don't say who's bombing them. Yeah, they just say. I mean, at the end of the movie, they just say Japan surrendered. Exactly. To whom? Like, yeah. they don't... Like, we know because we went to school and we fucking know what happened. Um, but I like that. I think that it's it's cool that the movie decided to... And that in Japan in general, they decided to, like, not mention and not attack or vilify um, certain people because that's not what it's about. It's like... I heard um, someone explain it as the reasons they don't mention the enemy is because... Uh, it's always, there's always an enemy, yeah. and it doesn't matter who it is. Yeah, I mean, that's true. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, it's just another enemy, and there will always, there has been a bunch of different enemies, and there will continue to be more enemies. Yeah. And it doesn't matter who it is, the they're just telling the story of war. Um, I will say there was, I, I might be just a completely jaded person. <laughs> I'm glad you admit that. was... The person that was kind of creepy to me was the the family friend that was help, like when they got to the school and they were like, "Oh, have you seen your mother?" The, the woman, yeah. And she's like, "Oh, I'll get your rations for you." She was a little too cheery, 
knowing <laughs> that his mom was like fucked up and like yeah. the village has been destroyed, she was just a little too cheery. She was being helpful. She was being helpful, but I don't know. It was it just for me, it just like rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think like I said, I'm jaded. I know, I completely understand. But I took that as someone who generally just like wanted to help and they were being very genuine and caring and they were like like holy shit i don't know what happened to you but you know what you haven't gotten your rations for today let me go get your rations yeah, for yeah. you you know um i thought that was something nice i i mean honestly I, like a part of me was like is she gonna steal yeah the first time i watched it yeah. i was like is she gonna steal their rations or something um but she did it and so that that's she's just uh, being a nice person i also the first the 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 worst or the sad one of the saddest parts was when um sasko was like just sitting on the ground and in the school before because she hadn't gotten to see her mom and she yeah. just like broke down and then, so he's trying to cheer her up by like, being on the bar and doing the flips or whatever oh my god she's like not even paying attention she's just like having a moment and yeah and he like yeah so she's on the ground crying and he's like oh look I'm really good at this thing and he starts like flipping and, and doing the somersaults on the bar and that was and then the camera like it just like kind of pans out and like lets you sit there and for a minute in just, silence yeah and you see her breaking down and him doing his best and that was so sad <laughs> one of the saddest parts in the movie like, that's like it wasn't the saddest but it was one of the one of yeah, the top yeah that's like that's like crying moment number one like yeah. that's that's if you didn't cry there you will cry later but uh like, you might cry there first yeah it's like foreshadowing for the sadness to come yeah <laughs> oh just the fact that his mom died like there in the yeah. school and like I didn't even get it when it happened that she passed away until like later on when they get to the aunt's house mm. and like he's they're there for a couple days yeah. until he says that old mom died at the school and he just kept it from from his sister yeah because he didn't want he didn't know how to deal with it yeah the way they did it was they were very nonchalant about the death of her because the guard says like oh whatever she's dead or whatever and drags the body out um but it's very quick line and like they're not making a big deal of it because death is just so once again, normalized, you know? Like, it's just like, okay, another dead body, gotta get her out of here, you know? Yeah. Also, when they finally got to the aunt's house... Oh my god, the aunt is I mean, the worst! She I, starts off okay, though. I, I get it. I understand where... I understood where she was coming from as far as, like, she already has a family, and there's not much yeah. going around. There's not much rations. There's not much food. There's limited supplies. And... My understanding from from what I from what the way I read it is that she was just like, yes, I will. You are my brother's kids because she wasn't. Yeah, she wasn't you're on my the mom's side. Kid, yeah. So I will take care of you. However, um, you're not doing anything to help out. Yeah. Like, I, so I didn't understand why um, Sada didn't ever like go and help the war effort or like work in a field or yeah. something. Like, yeah. he didn't contribute anything. He really didn't, and I I don't know why he didn't. <laughs> you know, because he didn't... Like, I feel like he's he needed food the whole time, and he didn't ask Yeah, for a job. He didn't ask for anything. And I think that what the movie is getting at is his sense of pride that he wanted to... Like, he was just too proud to contribute, I think. I mean, but ultimately, that killed your sister. Yeah, I think in this movie, I think that they're trying to say that his his pride killed his sister. Um, because if you think about it, um, when they first leave the aunt's house, he says to his sister, 
I mom has seven thousand whatever dollars. I know they're not dollars, but whatever. Yen. <laughs> yen. <clears throat> mom has seven thousand yen in the bank. So he was like, "Don't worry, we, that's enough to live off of." That's a lot. Then the rest of the movie happens, and he doesn't go to the bank until the very end. And so, that's fucked up. Yeah, I mean, and I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't get that at all because at one point before he goes to the bank, he's stealing food. Yeah. So I so I just don't understand that. It's like maybe it's just that he was hoping that you know his mom was coming. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what well, the I fuck he was hoping. He knows the mom's dead. Time, he was like, hoping his dad was going to come back. Yeah. Because the whole movie, I was like, where the fuck is his dad at? Yeah. I guess like, he wanted his family to have the savings so that way when his dad comes back, they can like. But in the Fixed meantime, his sister's dying. Exactly. Like, because the the scene where like he finally takes her to the doctor and he's like, "Can you give her medicine?" And the doctor's just like, "She doesn't need medicine. She needs to eat." Yeah. But get her some food. Yeah. And he's like, "There's no food to go around." And like, but this whole time, you could have gone, got money, and bought food from like everyone was bartering. But there was he could have gotten money. Yeah. And they would have accepted money for because he bought food at the end of the movie. Yeah, he did. But also another thing is, like, I don't know if they would have, I guess they would have accepted the money, right? Like, because it's a whole thing of, like, they're in panic, they're in war, and it wasn't until the war was over that maybe they were even accepting money, or even the banks were open. So, I think there's a missing part there. Yeah, I think one of the things that I I really was confused, and when he kept going to the farmer, that that he was getting the money, the the food from initially, and then the Mm -hmm. guy was like, I don't have that much... And then he ended up starting stealing from him. I never understood why he didn't, at that point, be like, I can work for food. Yeah. Because that would have solved everything. You would, yeah. have, been, you would have helped the farmer, and then you would have gotten food, and yeah. your sister wouldn't have died. Yeah. At no point does he, like, offer to work. But they also do say that there are no jobs available, and that, like, there's little to go around. I mean, I get that, but, like... But at least have a scene of him or... going around asking to work. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then, like, uh... The, they say something like, oh, there's no job. Blah, blah, blah. You can't work. Blah, blah. Um, but I think also, I think he wanted to like, I don't know what he wanted. Like he could have, he wanted to go to war or he wanted to like work for the country. Like what, what could have he possibly even done? I mean, there's, there has to be plenty of menial jobs that could have been done. Yeah. Um, I just going back though, before when they left, the aunt's response to them leaving was, <laughs> just like oh okay we're leaving now and she's like to where and he's like i don't know yet she's like okay bye <laughs> all right just yeah out of my house yeah so so after uh well, like, even her she was like all they had to do was apologize. apologize yeah but that's that goes back to the whole pride thing like he didn't want to apologize so it's like entirely he is responsible for his sister's death which is so fucking sad because he could have apologized to the mom. He could have sucked up his pride and said, you know what? Like, I'm sorry. You're right. I'm not contributing. Let me contribute something. Let me do something. Just wash my dishes. Like, yeah. Like, you got your own food. Great. You cooked your own food. Great. You left the dishes. Yeah. Like, Fuck you. Yeah. But also, it's kind of fucked up because if before we leave um, talking about the aunt, she sold the mother's clothes and stuff to get rice for the family and then was complaining about having to feed him rice and his mother and him were the entire reason that they had rice 
Yeah. They had food, and it was the only food they had because they were like complaining about eating so much rice. And so it was entirely um, uh, Sita and uh, Setsuka's. Um, uh, mom's kimonos. Yeah, it was their mom's kimonos, and it was there were the reasons that they had rice to in the first place. So like, fuck you. Like you're saying that I'm not contributing anything when I gave you the fucking rice that your family's eating for multiple meals. You know. So I thought that was pretty fucked up too. Like she quickly forgot. Who like who got them that? I mean, yeah. She, I mean, she's she has very limited redeeming qualities. I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not trying to say she was like the greatest. Character. I know, but <laughs> I mean, I understand. I do understand where the character is coming from. Yeah, she's like accepting these kids into her home in the middle of war. They're they're extra bodies. They're extra mouths. Even if you're contributing rice this time. Like, that's only going to go so far. Yeah, go um, out and work. And... Yeah, go out and work. Like, keep your sister quiet at night when the other adults in the house yeah. need to sleep so they, they can go work to bring food or supplies back into the house. Yeah. Like, you're not contributing whatsoever. No. It's crazy. Um, And it's just crazy how he continues to, like, not contribute, but he's, like... I mean, I just... I think I has to be that there just was no jobs going around. There was nothing that he could have done. Because it's, it's like... I just think that's what it is because it's wartime. Everything's being destroyed. Like he if that, can't just go and like work. If that's the case, then I feel like that was one of the only drawbacks of the movie is that they didn't actually show or explain that outright. Yeah, as to why he didn't do anything because it made me not like the character. Yeah, I, and I honestly don't know if you're supposed to like him because he is he's pretty flawed and. It, he gets himself into situations and he and it's so sad because he's like entirely responsible for another person when he's like way too young yeah. to be responsible for someone and she ends up dying because of it because he doesn't apologize because yeah. he thinks he knows best and because he refuses to withdraw the money yeah he was just like going out in at, at one point at the end of the movie because he had nothing at this point he was waiting until the air raids happened, and then he was going out and scavenging from people's houses. Yeah. And I couldn't wrap my head around that thought process. Because like <laughs> you're, you're, you're running into danger yeah. to get food when you also yeah. have money in the bank that you haven't withdrawn. Yeah. Your sister is slowly dying. Yeah. Like, she's being, she's being, becoming emaciated. She has, like, like rashes and, rashes and like, all yeah. over her body. I don't know. It's it's nuts. The, his thought process and his the fact that his like uh, maybe it's pride, maybe it's something else, but the fact that he is not letting letting himself like withdraw the money or like find a place to live or, or work or do something, yeah, and listen, he resorts they lived to in shelter. They were literally yeah, they were literally living in a, like an abandoned bomb shelter, and, and he was like, "You can pee anywhere." <laughs> and but they did have a swing. They did have a swing that was pretty dope. Um, but it was like also kind of it was also kind of cute that they had like a little home, you know, and they 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 made it the best. And at the end, after Tetsuka uh, dies, you see Tetsuka Setsuna. Satsuko. What Satsuko. is it? Satsuko. Satsuko. After she dies, they show like a montage of all the things she was doing while Saito That's was out. One of the things that I, one of my notes I took I was like I love the montage of what Sasuke did while Sato was away yeah um, it was a little creepy that he slept with her body after she died that yeah but that was sad too <laughs> it was sad 
It was, was so like, sad. Uh, but also the first when he first found the first time he found her, like yeah. the doll away, and then like she was just laying in the grass. I was like, oh my gosh, she's dead. Yeah, I thought she died too at that point. Um, but she was just so weak, and it's just it's just the fact that like so many times he could have done something earlier, and it's just so sad that he didn't. But I guess, I mean, he's also, he's not an adult. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, we're, yeah, in, in, it's also, like, kind of showing that, like, in wartime, you're forced to, like, become an adult. And none of the adults were helping. Like, the guy that they passed by, like, and, He's gonna take the, the food that she dropped. Yeah. And so, it, it just, it's fucked up. Like, none of the adults are helping. They see people struggling, and they're not taking people in. There's just no one. They're like, it's like, you gotta take care of yourself. And so this, like, little kid, it's like, 13-year-old, 15-year-old, whatever, kid, is, like, responsible for taking care of so much. It's, it's nuts. Okay, but then, so they, um, they leave the, the, the aunt, they go find the shelter, and then they go to, um, they, then they just start kind of, like, living. And so, like you mentioned earlier, he starts, um, going to villages that he knows are going to be bombed. And then he runs in the opposite direction of everyone. I love that scene. I love when they showed like the mass like drove of everyone running in one direction. Running. He's running in the opposite direction. Yeah. The only thing that I didn't like about that is that I mean I understand that he needed to get food and he needed to take care of his sister. But if something happened to him when this was happening, then she would have been exactly helpless. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many instances of him just not thinking, thinking. about the bigger picture. Yeah. Like I, but and at the same time, even saying that, it's like you can't really think two steps ahead when you're starving. Yeah, you have the the main thing that you need to do is you need to survive. Yeah. So, but we have the luxury of looking at the bigger picture because we're not in that situation. Yeah. But he, I know, and he, like his, his pride and kind of like selfishness, like causes him to not go back to his aunt like at any point during the movie if he went back to his aunt and was like we're dying i don't think she would have turned him away you know what i mean she would have complained and like bitched and moaned yeah. for sure but i don't think she would have turned him away she was allowing them to live she didn't kick him out of the, her apartment she was just complaining <laughs> yeah the, the the main note that i wrote is i feel like all he had to do was apologize to the aunt and help out yeah and they would have been fine. Yeah. And it's it's so it's just so crazy cuz you 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 think that you would know best in these situations too, right? Like if we've never had a kind of war on our soil in America and I I doubt we're going to have it in our lifetime. Jesus. I know, right? <laughs> World War 3 right around the corner. You never know, dude. Um but we've never been invaded and so like we we have no idea what we would do in these situations. Yeah, the logical, like, outsider's perspective is like, well, just do this thing. It's so simple. Um, but you don't know, you know? There was one point where I was, like, I got angry at him. And it, it, it was, it, it's not even anything that he, like, did that was malicious or anything. Yeah. It was just, like, there was a point where, like, they were still at the, the, the aunt's house. And she was she had cooked breakfast. The uncle and the cousin had were, were like leaving to go to work yeah um the aunt was cleaning up like she was like we're gonna you're gonna have porridge again for dinner or yeah. whatever and then they went to the beach and i was just like what the fuck dude can you like <laughs> sweep the floor or something yeah 
Like, <laughs> can you sweep the floor? Yeah. And it's so funny because she walks in on them and he's like laying down reading a magazine and the sister is cutting like paper and stuff. And it's like, do something, dude. Like, Just anything. Contribute, please. Um, and then they live in the shelter for a little bit. And like you said earlier, like they were going around, they were stealing and they were like taking food um, from a farmer. And he gets caught. Beaten up. And beaten up by the farmer and then taken to, to the police station. And the police actually are on his side because they understand. But also they could have easily been like, hey, I saw you with the little girl. Let me take you guys in or something, you know? They're, anything. Anything. But there was no moment of like, there were very few moments of kindness, uh, which I found interesting in the movie because no, like, I feel like if this were another movie, Someone else would have taken them in, and you would have seen them grow up or whatever, you know, and be affected and how their maybe adult lives were affected by this event or something. But, like, in this one, like, no one, no one cares. No one adopts them. No, nothing happens. No, and like, he, um, on multiple occasions was, like, he had family on his mother's side that yeah. he just didn't know how to get into contact with. Yeah. So, like... No one knew how to do, get into contact. <laughs> like, there's no yeah. no no way. Even the, the police or there was no like s- system in place. System yeah. in place to be like, oh, they this family lives here. Um, maybe we can contact them to come get you or something. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. There's just no no kindness at all. Um, and one of the most messed up moments was when I, I thought it was sad because it's like. They were living in that shelter on a beautiful lake, and it was like a beautiful rich person's lake home, because at the end of the movie, they come back, because the war's over, and so the family that had money and retreated, they come back to their home, they're like, wow, our old phonograph works, and all this stuff, and their house looks out on, like, the shelter that they were living from and struggling in, and I thought that was just so sad, like, the fact that once wartime is over, you still kind of have the cleanup to deal with. Yeah. You know? Um, and I thought that was just interesting because, like, the war's over at the end of the movie. Um, and yet, there's still people who are starving. There's, like, there's... The movie starts off with them, like, these two crew guys just cleaning up dead bodies from, like, a train station or whatever. Um and at that point, the war's over, and, and everyone's fine and moving on with their lives. But, but it's like, the starting process. Exactly. Know. Yeah. I mean, life continues regardless, just because the bureaucracy, the bureaucracy says that it's over, and now it's time to move on. There, the people on the ground have to like start from the bottom up. Yeah. Yeah, and it's so it's just so fucked up because there's just so many instances of like, if one human could have had any kindness in their fucking hearts to like make sure that these two were okay but everyone was so preoccupied with themselves and making sure that they're surviving you know i mean there's really nothing you can do at that point because no one has anything yeah yeah and another interesting thing um have you what do you do have you ever watched anime before really do you watch anime what's your what's your anime background my anime background extends only to... The X... You watched the fucking X-Men anime? <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Was it good? It was alright. <laughs> um, I've seen, I... like, an episode of Naruto. I've seen, uh-huh. like, 
That's probably it. So this was really, like, truly your first, like, foray into yeah. anime movies. Yeah. Everyone is trying to get me into anime, and it's just, I... It oh, man, this is not the way to go, then. Yeah, it Well, it's so funny, because... So... So I'll, I'll talk to you a little bit about anime in the 80s um, to kind of paint a picture for our audience and for you, our, our non-anime fans. <laughs> um, but in the 80s, Japan was flourishing and like doing really, really well economically. And so they had more money to fund into media. Um, America's always kind of been the big like media center. Like, we have Hollywood. We put out movies to the rest of the world. And everywhere else kind of like they make their own movies too, but like fucking like i know it's egotistical as an american sense but like america makes the best fucking movies <laughs> like america just mass produces like, they do they true they, they truly truly do um and so in the 80s uh japan had more money to fund like animation and stuff and so more and more people had a chance to create different kinds of anime stories and so this is one of the results of that um we got this movie because at Japan was flourishing. Um, and so this was an 80s movie. Um, and so it's it's interesting to see sort of like the, the a turning point in anime where they got to tell non-like fucking like superhero whatever stories. You know, they got to tell stories with like passion and stories substance. that matter and sub stories with yeah. substance. Um, My Neighbor Totoro is another great 80s one and Akira is another 80s one that came about um during this animation like all era. these i've heard of and i've been it, told i need to watch yeah but i just have not had the the interest to do so um i will like i said the the animation was great and it was a story that had substance so i i get it yeah it was just depressing <laughs> it's super depressing um but also what's what's another interesting thing is that there aren't really movies like this either because anime has like it took a turn it changed in the 80s but around like the early 2000s it changed again and it became something different it became like sort of mass produced like shonen like naruto and bleach and like all those stuff like there's nothing wrong with those shows for but they all have a style and because of the popularity other people have adapted that same style and it's kind of layered upon layer and layer and layering and then it's become this kind of like completely different entity um it's no longer a place where you can tell all kinds of stories i feel like it's more like we need to make money so what's this let's make a manga about a little boy who punches things hard or like let's make a anime about like big titty women and it's like well big titty women is always gonna sell it's true. It's it's hundred percent true. But it's just I mean, and I'm gay, and I know. <laughs> it's just sad that like those are the kinds of uh, things that anime has kind of become. And every once in a while, you do get a, a like a story that like has substance, but they're few and far between. And that's why Grave of the Fireflies kind of always is has a special place in my heart because it. Has substance and it's using this form to tell a different kind of story. So would like My Hero Academia be in this genre, or yes, like, uh, Attack on Titan. Yep, those are all the same. They're like, yeah, they're variation, and yeah, I love them. I love them. I'm, I don't want to shit on them entirely, but that's kind of the style, and that's kind of where things are now with anime. Um, we rarely, rarely ever get movies like this. Um, there's, there's one recently called A Silent Voice that I thought was nice. 
Um, it's about a deaf girl who like makes friends with her bully and all this, and like he's trying to redeem himself. He bullied her when they were both young. He tries to redeem himself uh, by being nice to her, and then it's a whole thing. But I would say that even that that got a lot of praise, but. That's one movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, how many fucking dramas can you name in America that, uh, that were, like, winning Academy Awards and shit like that? Every year. Every year we fucking have the Oscars. <laughs> you know what I mean? And there's at least five fucking serious, super, like, super serious dramas that made you cry or whatever. Because Americans like to cry. That's true. That's probably why I like this movie so much. <laughs> Before we wrap things up, did you have a sort of favorite scene or something that stood up to you? Honestly, I think even though it was really sad, what my favorite scene was when Sasko broke down and he was trying to entertain her. I think that was, it was the, the one that sticks out to me the most because she just missed her mom and she didn't know that he was she was dead. Also, actually, no. When she tells him that she knows the mom's dead. That was sad. That was so sad yeah. because he was doing his best to protect her from the truth. And she's like, I know. We are... Auntie told me. Yeah. Um, she's in the grave. And I was just like, oh my god. <laughs> so, another crying moment. Did, did you cry during the movie at all? I did. I cried. Yay! I cried when, uh, when she broke down. I cried when she told him <laughs> she knew her mom was dead. And then I cried when she died. Oh, God. All of my crying moments had to Oh, man. I've seen this. This is my, like, fourth time, I think, watching the movie. I saw it, um... My teacher, for some reason, decided to put it on one time in class. I don't know why, but it was a history school. So, like, she was like, oh, maybe this will tell, like, an interesting historical Did story. Did she watch it before? No, she didn't. Yeah. Um, but she, like, heard of it. And and someone recommended it to her. And I was like, hey, just so you know, like, this movie's super sad. Like, I've seen it, and everyone's going to be crying. She's like, okay, it's fine. I just want to put it on. And then we watched it, and everyone in the room was I mean, fucking it dead. It starts with him dying. Like, <laughs> I watched the first two minutes of it, and I was like, oh, this is going to be great. Yeah, this is going to be great. But also, it's so funny, because the movie starts with him dying, but it doesn't make anything less sad. Like, you know he's going to die. You see this little girl come out of the fucking little container, um... And yeah, she and joins I was confused him. With that, I didn't know. I didn't know what direction it was going to go in with that because yeah. like, I just I thought it was going to be his story, and then it's the journey of him with his sister, and then her dying, and then him dying later. I was just like, "What the hell did I just watch?" Yeah, and yeah, and after she dies, he goes to the to a place, and he's just like, hey, like the guy's giving him a funeral box to to cremate her, and he gives her him instructions, and he's like. He's, like, kind of happy because the war's over and he's good. You know what I mean? Like, and that that's just so sad that, like, someone could be happy while someone else is, like, going through so much. Yeah. Um, but I, I guess that's just the way the world is. I, I, <laughs> but I like, I like, too, that they try to have happy moments. You know, like we mentioned the montage at the end of the movie when they show what she was doing the entire time there. Um, like that was nice that she was being still being a kid and that she was still like able to, to yeah, have and that. Yeah, I mentioned before like the part that pissed me off was when he took her to the beach while yeah. not doing anything. But on the flip side of that, he was trying to keep her spirits up. So like he was trying to make sure that she still had somewhat of a childhood. Yeah, and be happy in like 
one of the darkest times of her life. So yeah. I, I get it, and you know, it was it was fun to see them like playing in the water yeah. and like, oh, I'm gonna teach you how to swim. Yeah. Although he should have been working. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also thought that it was interesting because it starts. Um, it's so the story takes place over three months. He dies in September. Um, so that's like uh, in August is when um, the bombing of Hiroshima and Nagasaki happen. Um, and so the movie starts even before that. Um, and so I thought that was interesting because they didn't touch on that at all. Yeah. Like they didn't mention it, didn't say anything about it. They just like it just happened. And just the fact that they were so like war torn and did war- didn't have access to information and anything like that that like he didn't even know what the fuck was happening in the world. And honestly, it kind of didn't even matter because he was so focused on survival. Yeah, I mean, he didn't even know one that his dad had died because they had surrendered. Yeah, he didn't even know that they surrendered. Like, oh man, that's so heartbreaking. Like, he's struggling, still thinking that they're in war and that an air raid can happen at any moment. There's a scene where a plane flies over and out of instinct he ducks and takes cover. But the war's over, so they don't bomb him or anything. It's just a plane flying over. So sad. Uh, I feel like so sad after watching this movie. I literally had to put on Critical Role. (laughs) I was like, I can't go to sleep with this in my head. (laughs) No, I... (laughs) Yeah, it's real sad. I watched it right before this because I was like, I want to have it fresh in my mind. Um... But no, this is probably... Is this the saddest movie that you've seen? This isn't the saddest movie I've seen. The saddest movie that I've seen is um, My Sister's Keeper, which I literally cry every time. <laughs> the entire movie. Because it's fucked up. Okay. Um, but it... I will say it's like top five. Really? Top yeah. five? Yeah. Oh, man. Because I also was... I wasn't... I don't know. It was It was because I wasn't expecting it. Like, when I, when I go in to see, like... My Sister's Keeper or like The Color Purple which is my all time favorite movie yeah um, I know that they're fucked up situations this one I didn't do any research behind it good so I didn't yeah. I, I, I already I knew it was Jap- Japanese animation so I, I already cool. knew that was probably going to flavor my opinion of it because yeah, yeah. I don't really have a, an interest in it yeah but I was trying to go in like clean slate that's good mind, so I didn't do any research I didn't look anything up I just like found where I could watch it on Hulu I saw, you know, it's so funny because when I checked where you could watch it, it wasn't on Hulu. It was only on Vudu. And so during the week that I gave Nick the challenge, they added it to Hulu, which is great. So guys, if you're at home and you want to watch it and you, you like what we talked about, go check it out on Hulu. It's free. Yeah, in English, it's dubbed in English or you can watch it in subtitles. Yeah, I watched it on YouTube for free. <laughs> it, you know, illegally. Uh, I didn't want to report the video, but uh, maybe someone should. <laughs> Um, no, but it's, it's an amazing film, um, that I love, and, uh, so I guess it's time to ask you those questions. Alright. T, uh, did you like the movie? I'm going to say that, with all its faults and it being sad, I did like the movie. Woo-hoo-hoo! Um, I did not expect to like the movie, and there were, I did have, there, there were, I did have issue with a lot of the plot. Yeah. Um, mostly some of the characters, but I, I did like it. I did, I didn't hate it. Good, good. Okay, would you recommend this movie? I would only recommend this movie if I knew someone enjoyed sad movies. <laughs> this is 
very depressing. This is not the kind of thing that you can just go in like, oh, this is good. This is about fireflies. <laughs> is that a fun party it's time a, movie? It's not a fun no? party time movie. It's not the feel good movie of the year. Um, <laughs> it's a feel bad movie of the if, year. If you're already in a dark place, I would not suggest. <laughs> yeah, if you're feeling too happy then maybe watch this movie you're like man i'm just too happy i'm just having too good of a week or like, i mean if you want to watch something that's introspective yes yeah great but like if you're having dark thoughts don't watch this movie stay away from this one <laughs> okay um so since this was your first uh entry into anime I, instead of asking would you watch part two there's no part two there's no sequel whatever would you try more anime yes i actually would i feel like I did like the animation. I did like the way they, the way they told the story. So it makes me actually more interested in watching some of the anime that I've been suggested to, to take. Part. Cool, great. Um, I feel like you would hate Naruto. But I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> I mean, my my nephew is the big Naruto fan. He went as uh, what is his name? The one with the sandbag. Gara. Gara. He went as Gara to Comic Con two years ago. Oh, that's so cool. How old is he? Okay, now he's fifteen. Oh, okay, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a cool costume. Um no, I grew I love Naruto for a long time and it, but it's so hard because it's what I wouldn't recommend because it's just like it's it's that shonen. The genre is called shonen. That's what's popular. That's kinda like it's little it's like teenage boys beating up other teenage boys. Like that's <laughs> that's this type of fucking uh anime it is and it's fun and i liked it and i love my hero academia i think it's great but it's like i don't know there's just so much of it and it's like a saturated market yeah um but i, I do i'm excited for you to try out the different ones like pick the good ones i have i have lots of recommendations i can give All you right. uh so do you have nick's challenge for me for this week or do you have to go back up again let's go back up Okay, cool. Well, thank you, T, so much for joining me for on this me. adventure. This was the, great. The depressing ass movie to watch. No problem. If you need <laughs> another depressing movie, let me know. I got you. <laughs> I'm back. Hey. How'd it go? Uh, it went well. It Did you like it? Yeah, he liked it. Which is good. Cool. <clears throat> Still never seen it. <laughs> no, I never have to. What's that sad, depressing shit? <laughs> I'll find a way. That's why I'll I passed. I was it. like, I don't want to be sad. <laughs> I'm sad enough with life. That's fine. That's completely fine. Yeah. Ooh, under an hour? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Nice and tight. Nice and tight Teaches episode. It. Oh, so T didn't go on as many tangents as... No, there was no tangents. <laughs> <laughs> a nice tight 50. <laughs> well, how was your week? <laughs> I forgot to ask him how his week was. Um, my week was good. A lot of moving, new job. I know we got a new a job. I'm oh, really excited next so week much. to not talk about the challenge, talk about your new job, your new life, starting out, and how I'm having stress dreams. Stress dreams? But unfortunately, we don't have the time. Yeah, I'll tell you about this one dream, and then I'll give you the challenge. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's not now try this without the tangent. So, you can't even wrap up okay. the episode without a tangent. So, I had a dream that I was, I went to work at like 9 a.m. for something to like grab a bite to eat because I was in the neighborhood. And then my boss was like, oh, uh, thank God you're here. You're so late, but that's fine. You can just jump in right now. I'm like, what? Yeah, I, I scheduled you for, you for bar today. I'm like, what? Yeah, you, you got to work the bar today. It was on the schedule. I was like, you never told me that. She's like, well, it's on the schedule. It's like, why would I check the schedule? My schedule is the same every week. And why am I in bar? She's like, well, it doesn't matter. I need you to bar. I'm like, and so for I just like. Wait, I, that was a nightmare? Or it was real? It was a nightmare. Oh, my God. It was a nightmare. And I was so 
mad, I woke myself up fuming. <laughs> I felt the heat coming out of my ears. Um, okay, so your challenge this week. Uh-huh. Well, this week we did a movie, right? Yeah. Last week we did a TV show. Yeah, we did. What did we do before that? Um, I don't remember. Another TV show or a movie. I don't remember. Yeah. And then another TV show or a movie for that, right? You know what we haven't done in a minute? I need to be mad at me about it, but I don't care. We're going to do a book. Oh, no. Don't worry. It's a quick read. I don't believe you. Because it's for young adults. <laughs> God damn it. So it's going to be nice and easy. Nice and tight. Nice and easy. Yeah. I have read this book and I've listened to the audiobook and I've watched the movie and I've liked them all. And he's uh, an author that I very much enjoy. Something that someone that you'll know from the zeitgeist of the world. Is it Goosebumps? Am I getting the first Goosebumps book? I'm so excited. I hope it's Goosebumps. Arl Stein? Yes. Well, it. Well, I would. No. <laughs> I don't have a joke. It's definitely Good not joke. that. It's definitely not that. The challenge this week uh-huh. is John Green's New York bestseller, Fault in Our Stars. John Green. The YouTube guy. Yeah, he writes books. I know he does. Lots of books that you've never read that are great. You're going to read this book and then want to read other books by him. I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that. I mean, it's the, it's the challenge. So, I mean, you can pass, you can substitute, but that's that's the oh, challenge, man. buddy. Uh, fault, I, I want to substitute so badly. So badly. But it seems but like less no work one's to gonna read. read a book. <laughs> I can't get anybody to read Fault in Our Stars. I found a workaround. Who else who's gonna do that? No one's gonna read it. I don't know. I mean I got a solid second choice to come down here to watch an anime movie. So. Solid second choice. <laughs> don't refer to our friend T as a fucking you solid second choice. You the no, but when he listens, he's gonna fucking <laughs> hear you say that shit. Twice twice in one fucking episode. What a shit bag. I'm gonna give this make sure the person that was my first choice listens to this so she feels bad. So she so she knows he was the first choice. It's <laughs> so um, funny. I would tell you what it is, but I think we'll get her on the podcast at some other point or something. Wait, what? You talk- Oh, who the person is? Yeah. But this week, a fault in our stars. You know what? I'm gonna substitution jutsu no, back to back substitution no, you, no, jutsu. You can't, you can't get anyone to read a book. You just said it yourself. I don't care. I'll find someone. I don't want to read it. <laughs> I'm just being honest. Boom. <laughs> we're running out of time. I have like three more episodes to do it before we hit 52. Is that what we're just gonna do? The cutoff? Yeah. The like one year's worth, not year's actual worth. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at 52, it resets. Yeah, we both we're get at our substitution and our pass. Nine now. Something like that. Yeah. And so... <laughs> she want to use your pass instead? No, because you give me another John Green novel. <laughs> 100%. Like, and your challenge this week you... is looking for Alaska. I, I know you too well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Who man. are you going to get to read a book? I don't know. But you know what the problem is? What? The bigger problem? Not that finding somebody. A lot of people have read this book and watched this. You can't get someone who's seen the movie. Yeah. Like, seeing the movie completely takes away oh, the yeah. point no I'll find someone who, but I think a lot of people have seen the movie I don't think a lot of people have read the book no no you can't get someone that's seen the movie too that's what I'm saying I'll find someone who hasn't seen the movie and who has read the book I don't know if you can or hasn't read the book no that also hasn't seen the movie yeah that's fine that's easier to do that hasn't done either one yeah I don't know if we're on the same page it's easy to find someone who hasn't done either no it's not who hasn't done both I can't not name either. a single person that well, we both know you know a bunch of uh Silly people. I'll find someone. We know the same people! Nah. Nah. Who are you going to get to read a book in a week? 
I don't know. For a crappy mid-tier podcast. I'm going to come in with a mustache. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know how close I was to coming in with an accent? Close. I was super close to coming down here in an accent doing the whole thing. I, I thought that's what you were going to do. I was close. I was super close. I was super close. That's so funny. I was super close. But I wanted T to be on the podcast. Yeah. So. yeah. Okay, guys. So, that was Grave Fuck. of the Fireflies. Um, Damn it! <laughs> is this how pissed you were? Yeah. I'm so pissed! <laughs> I wanted you to read it. Fuck. I know. I'm just gonna give you another John Green book next week. <laughs> That's not how it works. Yes, it is. Next challenge, I can do whatever I want. Well, yeah, next challenge, you can do whatever you want. Oh, God. Wait, you're gonna run out of John Green books, because I'm gonna use my past things. <laughs> oh, God. And then I'll use another one. There's like six. Oh man! Except the the Studio Ghibli book movie you gave me is the fucking saddest one. I don't, it is the saddest one, and every other one I'll gladly do. It's that <laughs> one I didn't want to. I well, I had to do this challenge, and I just watched a sad thing. I don't want to be sad again, so that's why I'm going to substitute. It's that's my logic. <laughs> no, I don't even know what it's about. It's two sad things back to back. It's I not can't sad. Handle. You got you got you got away from one sad thing. You experienced. Man, the next I cried sad thing. so hard when I read this book, dude. I <laughs> That's so fucking hard. <laughs> okay. So, guys. Um, oh, my God. Who are you going to get? Get someone good. You know where Fuck. to find us. God damn it. All right. You know where to find us. Fuck. You can reach us on all the social medias at Now Try This so Cast. I'm going to get you Be to watch sure this goddamn movie on... somehow. You said watch the movie. I watched the movie. You gave me the book. Because the book's better. I'm sure, but book's, I don't want to read it. The movie's solid. Yeah. book's better. The movie's solid, though. Oh, my God. We'll see. We'll see how this Who goes. Who else is get? I'm worried about this. See, you're better at staying on track. If you bring in someone... You get me on track. If we bring in someone else, I'm just going to talk about not the book. <laughs> God damn it. All right. Fine. Whatever. Next week, substitution juice to fall on our stars. Fuck. Yeah. Woohoo. Okay, guys. Remember so to leave us a review on iTunes. Five stars only. Someone's still You can say whatever you want. Five stars. Uh, Nick, uh, wrap us up with a recap of what you think Grave of the Fireflies was about. Oh, sure. Um. So, I know this movie is about World War II, and I know it's about... Bombs going off. So I, this is what I assume the movie was. Open up. Nice montage of scenery. Father, son doing something like fishing or learning how to ride a bike. And then you meet some other people in the town. And then there's some like small problems in the town. And like the father and son are, like help out somehow. Like they, no, no, no. And then the father goes to war. Yeah, and then the father goes to war, and like the whole time when he's at war, he's like looking at a picture of his son, while his son's like oblivious, dealing with like small problems, like in the world. And then at the let's see, it either happens near the beginning, in the middle, or at the end. I think the bombs happen in. I think it happens in the middle, <laughs> and then after in the middle, where there's this big white light and everybody dies, all the movie is is thirty five more minutes of montage of the same scenes we saw earlier but now bleak and gray and ashy not at all oh, am i off you're very off okay well that's what i think it was about <laughs> guys go back rewind and listen if you want to know what it's really about because i'm never fucking watching it uh tune in next week follow our stars boom <laughs>